I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Thursday, June the 23rd, and we're about a week away from the end of June. And I hope you're having a great day today. It's a little cloudy today, but I thank the Lord we got some rain last night. And uh, that was a blessing after church to have to pull out the umbrellas. And we were walking out with the missionaries. They were getting loaded up, and it was good to get some rain. And uh, what a beautiful day today. And what a blessing it is to have you with us on the radio, 95.9 FM. Uh, Those that are listening on the radio app and those on the podcast, we welcome you. And then those that are watching today by way of Facebook, And those watching on YouTube today, we welcome you. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, We had a great service last night. We had a a missionary who is a missionary with Rock of Ages Prison Ministry. And uh, he and his wife, they go into prisons and minister to the men and the ladies and see people saved and see people grow and they're taught and discipled. And uh, what a blessing it was to get to hear about that. Then we were in the book of Revelation and we're continuing our series uh, on Wednesday nights in our Bible study. It was just a wonderful evening. We had our teens had their ministry, uh, their service. We had the children's ministries and it was a wonderful day. I'm already looking forward to Sunday. Hope you're planning to be in church on Sunday. It's the Lord's Day and I hope you'll put God first. The first day of the week. And uh, I think you ought to give God the first of everything. I think you ought to give him the first part of your day. I think you ought to give him the first part of your week. I think you ought to give him the first part of your income. Uh, I believe God requires and God deserves that which is first, that which is best. You say, well, I'll wait and I'll give God uh, at the end. Well, what's left at the end? That's usually what we call leftovers, right? And I think God deserves not our leftovers, but I believe God deserves our best. And so I hope you'll be praying about Sunday, plan to be in church. You don't have to pray about coming to church. We already know the answer to that. But hope you'll be praying that it'll be a good day. And I was preaching last night about John on the island of Patmos. He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And hope you'll be prayed up, fired up, ready to go for a great day Sunday. And then Kids Crusade, I can hardly wait. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, we're going to have a great time together. I want you to hear a song. Here's a group of men singing, and I hope you enjoy this song. Uh, No birthdays or anniversaries today. That's unusual. Uh, But we'll play the song, and after the song, we'll get into our Bible study in Psalm 90. And so if you want to get your Bibles ready, right after this song, we'll get into the Word of God. There's a great and mighty chorus singing around God's wonderful throne. Oh, how they sing! How they sing in one accord. And in that day when all is ended, we shall be called to heaven's bright shore. Then we shall sing. Then we shall sing like never before. Sing, sing of His power and His glory. Heaven bells ring, 
today to get a smile on your face and uh, to be reminded of all we have to praise God for. God is so good and uh, one of these days uh, we will be in glory and uh, boy I tell you what we'll be singing and we'll be shouting then for sure. Psalm 90 I think we're going to finish it up today but this is a psalm of Moses. Uh, we have said that uh, the uh, focus really at the beginning of this psalm is that God is our dwelling place and what a blessing to know that you have a place in Christ that is secure. Uh, he is our rock of ages. He is our chief cornerstone. And uh, we are secure. We're saved. We're settled in Christ. He is our dwelling place. And then we talked about this psalm discusses our days. Uh, our days are short. Our days are spent very quickly. We said don't just spend your days. Invest your days. Use your days for something that is eternal. And then uh, our days are special. And uh, I hope you enjoy every day. You know, not every day is a, a birthday or not every day is a holiday. Not every day is a big day. Uh, but every day can be special if you'll spend time with God, if you'll spend time with your family. Uh, every day can be a special day. It's really, it's what you make of it. I know I've told the story before, but my wife and I, shortly after we got married, uh, we were in Geneseo, Illinois. My dad was the pastor, and I was the youth pastor there. And my wife and I, we were uh, just really getting settled. And uh, there was a man in the church, just a sweet elderly gentleman, 
who he would he tried to it didn't work out every month but I think it was about every month or two or so he wanted to take us out to eat I think it probably ended up being twice a year uh, maybe it was more than that but he'd take us to eat and I remember one day I was talking to him and uh, his name was Earl Storm he's with the Lord now but uh, Earl Storm he was a neat guy his his wife had passed away and he started coming to our church and uh, he just, uh, he one day he said something about, hey, I'd like to do something for the church. And next thing you know, he had bought a, a beautiful piano, a, a baby grand piano for the church. And it was just so very generous, man, very kind, man, and uh, very giving. But he'd take us to eat. We'd go to a place, uh, uh, some of you I know don't like buffets. Although right now at lunchtime, about anything sounds good, doesn't it? But we take us to a buffet. And I remember we were at this old country buffet. I don't even know if they have those around here, but they had them in Illinois at the time. And we were eating. And I remember we were eating lunch that day. And I asked him, I said, Mr. Storm, I said, what's the secret uh, to, uh, to marriage? What's the secret to, to life? You know, whatever. He had been married for so many years. And uh, he seemed like he just, he had a, a good, uh, just a good demeanor, loved, a pleasant spirit, loved people, very kind. And uh, he told me this. He said, well, son, he said, really, he said, life and marriage and all of that, he said, it's what you put into it. He said, uh, if, you'll, if you'll put into something, he said, uh, you'll get something out of it. And he was talking about with marriage. He said, I just tried with my marriage. I tried to, to put in the right things and to love my wife and to care for her and to be what she needed and to, to put her first. And he said, you know, if you'll do those things, he said, you'll be okay. And, and obviously, I know those are biblical things that uh, you know, it's, it's the laws of sowing and reaping. And that's not why we do it. You say, well, I'm going to be nice to somebody because I want them to be nice to me. No, that's not the reason. That's not the motivation. But at the same time, if you are not kind to people, how do you expect people to be kind to you? Uh, if you're not giving, how do you expect to, for people to give back to you? And if you're not gracious to people, and it's, you're probably not going to get it in return. And so it was uh, interesting, but we, we, we want to use our days and make every day special, make every day count for Christ. Then we saw uh, yesterday... No, excuse me, we didn't see yesterday. We saw yesterday, our days. Today, let's get into this, our desire. Notice with me in Psalm 90, in verse number 14, it says, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy. Uh, there's a desire. Uh, Moses says, Lord, would you satisfy us? Would you fulfill us? Would you uh, give us what we need? Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Our desire. Let's look first at the word satisfied. Did you know that your days will be wasted if you are seeking satisfaction in anyone or anything apart from God? You will be disappointed. Uh, today, if you're living your life and you're trying to get satisfaction out of a, a person, uh, a, a place, uh, some possession that you have, some, some thing that you're so excited about, you're going to be disappointed. Now, we talked about this earlier in the week, but, but houses, they don't last forever. Uh, cars don't last forever. Uh, uh, earthly things, uh, they, they, they crumble, they, they're, they're destroyed, they decay, they rot. But you invest your life in something that is eternal, and you get your eyes on God, you will be satisfied, I promise you that. So number one, the word is satisfied as we look at our desire. Uh, secondly, we see the word saved. It says, oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Uh, did you know we have been saved by God's mercy? 
And uh, boy, when you get saved, you'll be satisfied. When you get saved, you will have eternal life and you will have uh, the promise of heaven and you won't have to wake up in the morning and wonder, well, wonder what happens today. I wonder if I'll be good enough to go to heaven or I wonder if I'll have enough good that will outweigh my bad. That has nothing to do with it. Salvation is all because of God's mercy and, and, and God gives us that satisfaction. God gives us that fulfillment in knowing that we're saved. But then also with our desire, I want you to look at the word start. It says, satisfy us early with thy mercy, verse number 14. You know what that means? It means that you ought to start while you're young. Uh, don't wait till you're retired. Don't wait till you're uh, in your, your, your twilight years. Don't wait until your life is mostly spent and mostly over. Get satisfied with God's mercy early while you are young. That's why uh, we have a bus ministry here at Victory Baptist Church where we try to reach young people. That's why we have our teens on target. That's why we have a kids crusade next week. That's why we have Sunday school. That's why we have pastor's pals and master clubs and ministries for the children because we want young people to know at a very early age that they can find satisfaction in Jesus Christ. He is the only one that satisfies. Satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. You see what happens when you get satisfied early in life? You get to enjoy that satisfaction all your days. You get to enjoy so much more when you get started early. And then we've seen the word desire. Now I want to look at the word delight. It says in verse 14, the second part of the verse, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Verse 15, make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. The word is delight. We see that there is delight, there is joy and gladness that God gives us that nobody else can give. I see about the delight, first of all, I see that there will be sorrow. See, sometimes we think that joy is the absence of sorrow or, or joy is that our life is perfect and there's no problems. That's not what the Bible teaches. Uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. The Bible teaches us that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. You see, if you never had sorrow, you wouldn't know what real joy is. If you never experienced problems, you'd never know what true victory and true uh, deliverance is when God brings it. So we see that delight and rejoicing comes, first of all, it comes through sorrow. You may be going through some sorrow today. You may be dealing with difficulties. Verse 10, it tells us that the days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet there is strength, labor, and sorrow. That's a part of life. Maybe that's what you're going through today. Well, can I tell you, that sorrow that you're facing, that may be the very thing that God will use to bring great joy. Uh, that may be the very thing that God uses to draw you closer to himself so that you can experience joy in Jesus, the word sorrow. Secondly, I see the word service. Did you know there is rejoicing and there is joy in serving God? It says in verse number um, 16, excuse me, verse number, um, yeah, 16, let thy work 
appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. Verse 17, uh, yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Did you know that serving brings great joy? You know, people that are the most miserable usually are the people that are the laziest, the people who are doing nothing. By the way, those are usually the most critical people you'll find. They don't like the way you do it. They don't like the way I do it, but they're not doing it. They just want to criticize everybody that is. Can I tell you, there's joy in serving. I love that song in our hymn book. I am happy in the service of the king. You know, get busy serving God. You'll find joy and you'll find contentment. You'll find satisfaction that this world cannot give. Uh, verse number 17, it says, our work. Now we know it's God's work, but God allows us to have a part in his work. And it says, our work must be established by God. If anything is going to last, it's got to be established. It's got to be approved and nailed down and solidified by Almighty God. And then I see our delight comes from not only sorrow and service, but our delight comes with the second generation. It says, thy glory, verse 16, and thy glory unto their children. You know what brings great joy? Well, John wrote about it. In 3 John, verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. It doesn't bring so much joy when you see your children or your grandchildren, you see the next generation, that they're serving God and that they're doing what's right. Can I tell you, that's why we invest in them. That's why we pour our lives into them because it brings joy to see that it doesn't end with us. It just continues. We pass the baton and we see the next generation go on for God. I hope you're having a, 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 a blessing from these psalms, and I hope this particular psalm has helped you, Psalm 90. Let's make our time count. Let's make our days count for Christ, and let's not forget that our dwelling place, our foundation, our abiding place is in God. He is our dwelling place forever. Hope you have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.